where nerd culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. Welcome to On Some Hip Hop Shit. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Normally you say, can we have a moment of silence, but you know. For Fife. Yeah, Fife right dog. now it's, it's almost like we want a moment of vibration. Meltdown Studios. We are in the heart of Hollywood, 7522 Sunset Boulevard, having a little libations, pouring a little out, metaphorically speaking, for Five Dog. And when I say we, I'm joined on my left by Jeremy Love. Yep, yep. Wednesday's finest. Is is traveling the friendly skies and would love to be here to talk with you about hip hop, about Fife, about Tribe Called Quest, um, about Bayou, all the cool things that Jeremy has done and has going on. But he's with us in spirit, and we're gonna keep it pushing. You know how we do on on some hip hop shit. If you don't know Jeremy, I don't know if you know. Jeremy's joining us straight from Sacktown. Slightly aware, but not yeah. fully aware. He's he's in Northern California, but um, we like to have a libation, and uh, right now we have a little segment called sipping on. And so, what know, are we sipping on right we, now? What are we sipping on? <laughs> what are we sipping on, Josh? We have no idea. <laughs> There you go. Spotting. Oh, well. Can Jer- we say that? Jeremy's Ooh. homie, Josh, um, has, has, has brought us uh, the sponsor for the show, <laughs> Spotting Premium Lager. And it's not that bad. Or maybe yeah. is it the time of night, or is it actually not just not that bad? It's there okay. you go, man. <laughs> you know, it's, it's we're easy to please. Exactly. You know I mean? We're yeah. just going to keep it pushing. In all seriousness, um, this podcast is made available to us by the people at Meltdown Comics and Collectibles. If you are in the mood, if you've never bought a comic book before and you are coming to us from Jeremy's extensive extensive social media feed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or or you know, uh, you're you're one of my relatives. You you could do worse than to go to meltcomics.com. Well, I told Josh, I said, I'm going to take you to the best comic book store in the world. That's what I told him, exact words. 
Wow, that's high praise. Yes. That's high praise. But I mean, this is the Eisner Award-winning store. Exactly. You're not off, and um, a lot of people have recognized that. It's been a staple in Hollywood for you know, is it 20 years, Mace? Um, more than 20 years. And the beautiful thing is that Meltdown provides home for uh, a Comedy Central show. The Nerdist, mm-hmm. the Meltcast Podcast Network, the Meltthology, which is a monthly zine where people get together and regardless of their art art level or their writing level, they contribute a page to an anthology book that at the end of the night um, is bound and on the following month you come and you get the book that you contributed to. So, you know, a lot of people in, obviously, Southern California are here for the creative arts. Exactly. But this is like where the rubber meets the road. Yep. When I walk <laughs> in know? here, when I walk in here as an artist, I walk in here and I walk out wanting to draw. Mm. So I wish I had one of these up in Sacramento. So on some of those days when I'm, when I have like writer's block or artist block, right. you rejuvenate yourself because yeah. you're around some, some really cool stuff. And I always spend too much money. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's good that it's in LA. Exactly. Yeah, right. And it's good. We got in here just before closing. Exactly. Because I bought something. <laughs> you can't tell them what I bought. Tell, tell the that, people. Am I going to lose credibility? <laughs> no, I think that I, I think buy. that I think that adds to your credibility. Uh, let me, I got to get the official the official name for this. There you go. And even some paper bag. Because if you're listening Wrestling. to this podcast, you, you you if you're not a nerd, you, you there's an inner nerd lurking in you exactly. somewhere. Exactly. I I got a G.I. Joe 25th anniversary action figure set, which includes Scarlet, Duke, Snake Eyes, Roadblock, and Gung Ho. Wow. And I got it for a good price, too. Yeah. So. And you got, like, the little G.I. Joe yeah, and it logo plays. Well, kind of symbol Can we thing. Hear, let's, this is what it... Okay. Nice. I think we've had enough. <laughs> All right. My, my kids are going to come up to your house and play with Yes. Play. They can't play with these. This is display only. No, I'm just Display kidding. only. Yeah, no. Uh, so, um, yeah, you probably got nephews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably got They'll nephews. They'll get into them. They're going to take it down. They're meant to be played with. Um, that's good. Uh, obviously, uh, if you guys can't tell, Jeremy and I are old friends, but for the people who maybe new to the work of Jeremy Love. Uh, let's just walk people through, you know, your trajectory um, coming into the sequential arts. And you know, how did how did you get how did you get the bug? Well, um, me and my brother Robert, years and years ago, we self-published a comic book just because we loved comics. And that led to a some sort of a career in comics. I've done... A lot of things, everything ranging from I've I done, actually drawn a GI Joe comic book. Wow! I've done Fraggle, I didn't know that. yeah, I did. Um, Fraggle Rock. I've done. I've written a Batman story for DC, mm. um, and then well, I guess my biggest claim to fame are my creator own books, particularly Bayou, um, which is kind of like an Alice in Wonderland set in 1933 Mississippi. Um, that's uh, uh, that's given me a uh, uh, a lot of a, an opportunity to meet a lot of cool people and uh, to speak to a lot of cool people. 
it's taught in several uh, universities. It's done very well, and uh, I'm most proud of that. Uh, and then I have some up some things coming up that are cool too. Yeah. But I don't know if I answered your question. Did I <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like a long, winding yeah. road. Uh, exactly. What, what, well, well I, you're your, your big brother. Yeah, exactly. Well, what hooked me in? I yeah. mean, my whole family draws. Um, uh-huh. You know, our my our oldest brother, who you've never met, okay, used to work for Hanna Barbera in the eighties. Um, wow. And he worked on the show CBS Story Break. Do you remember that show? It's like a it was an anthology series of different like adventure cartoons every week but he worked it yeah he worked he used to send us home the uh, animation cells and the storyboards and the character designs and so i was immediately hooked in so it's kind of like i guess it must be a gene it must be in our blood or something like that wow that's super cool how did he get uh, i mean jeremy is a black man (laughs) in america yes you, you so back in the what seventies eighties your brother was eighties well, yeah, yeah. Born, and which was I'm a notoriously tough time for people of color in the animation in, in the animation like industry especially because yeah. the animation you don't there's no opportunity yeah. to be seen well and the funny thing about my brother was he could have gone a lot further but he he drifted into fine art and then he eventually became an actor wow. he's still an actor now wow. he is a he's uh he does more like shakespearean things and he's cool. a stage actor he's part of a company in arizona okay so and that's funny because i'm Shouts like out big bro had he continued who 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 knows where he would have been right but it just wasn't his passion and he was like a true artist with a capital a yeah with no commercial at the beginning of it so so but he followed his path but one thing it did it, it inspired us because he was like our you know you he, he let us know that people do make living mm-hmm. people can't get paid right this kind of thing yeah and, i mean just that realization it's a career option a big thing. Yeah. yeah just just being able to touch that that's crazy. And yeah. do you still have some of those cells? Or? I do not. Yeah. I don't know right. where they are. Right. I wish I did. Yeah, sure. I wish I did. You know, he worked at one of the, I think the most famous CBS Story Break mm. um, cartoon was the one about dragons. It was this episode about... Dragon's blood? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They, they they trained dragons and they, they fought in like an arena. Okay. And he sent us storyboards from that one. And, I, and those are the ones I really loved. Wow. And you... Oh, I see you got it right now, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. There it goes. YouTube. I haven't seen this in like 30 years, 20 wow. years. Amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm aging myself, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1985 cartoon CBS Story Break. I didn't know about this, but I feel like somewhere I've seen this before. You yeah. Know, it just has if that you were familiar. a kid in the 80s, you yeah. probably... It exactly. probably came across. You no, know, you probably came no across. No doubt, it. no doubt. Wow, that's incredible. And you brought it up. That's amazing. Uh huh. So, um, so how we first became familiar is we both happened to be doing animation at the same time. Yep. Different studios, but there were very few of us, and um, you know, I was always an admirer of ghetto sake so talk yeah. about ghetto sake a well, little that's bit a, that's yeah. me and my that's me and my brothers together we uh-huh. do things apart and we're like our separate names and when we come together we do things together that's the ghetto sake is the brand is the kind of the name that we come together under it was a, i had an old friend who was a graffiti artist and he retired and that was his tag and i asked him can i use that can i just have it since you're not going to use it anymore he said yes and that, that that's where that name comes from but that's our collective Got it. And we uh, we've been doing separate projects for a few years now, but we are actually 
going to come back together and do a project or two um, as one. Nice. But um, yeah, so we met. Yeah, you were doing. You were. You guys had the blockheads going on, yeah. and we had our things going on. We were at various studios, and that's the whole thing. The going through the whole grind of developing a show, and, yeah. and not and and nothing ever coming of it. Well, or, at that point, I don't even think we're. I mean, we kind of were. Think, we're tinkering with blockheads, but we were doing work for hire. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, were yeah, doing. Yeah. But but we immediately and, and I immediately yeah. recognized quality. So that's that's yeah. good stuff. Right. Yeah, and, and I think we both kind of like saw um we had like saw like a connection kindred exactly. spirits and um yeah and ever since then we, we and it, 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 it seems like we were old friends like within the first like couple of times that we yeah. talked and it's just true. so because you, you know what you know yeah. what, you know, yeah. i know what you've been through yeah exactly <laughs> we got war stories exactly. and we got yeah and mm-hmm. and but it's just and it's just cool to see the trajectory of everyone's uh, careers and how how things go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and so now um, you started. You worked in animation. You guys um, set up things in Hollywood. Yep. You know. Yep. yep. Zoo, film projects. Yeah, film projects. TV projects. All that stuff. Everything. Well, well, like, who are some of the like? Do you have any characters who you met, you know, through that oh journey and God. through that song? I met some cool people, man. I met, I met some uh, um, every celebrity that I've met. They've been really. I've been fortunate. Okay, I've heard horror stories from other friends, but right. I don't really have any horror stories as far as the people who other people would know, uh-huh. you know. Um, but uh, um, and that's one of been one of the cool things is to meet people on one level on a creative level yeah. and it's a whole different ball game yeah yeah and it and um but yeah we've had the opportunity to work with all kinds of people and see all kinds of people do you want me to name names or i mean like, you no. know <laughs> this is on some hip-hop shit yeah you yeah know? well, well, well hip-hop like, yeah, and you I know mean, they always throw us together with the hip-hop artists but yeah, i like that so right. you know um um i've we I've, get a little reckless on well, this podcast exactly yeah this is not the button up podcast yeah like well, we I, like, I know I've worked. You with, know, fuck uh, it, life is short. I worked briefly with like Will I Am, mm-hmm. and oh gosh, E Forty. Mm-hmm. I've done a bunch of stuff with him. Nice. Uh, I've 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 done some things. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It's been so long, and you and I know yeah. I'm forgetting people. Right. Um, Did you guys have a project with Holly Berry at one point, or like yeah. she, Holly Berry was yes. attached to she one of attached. your projects? She was. Uh, we had a. We sold a movie. And called she wanted to date Venus you King. as well, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not part of the origin story. Don't you don't start that. <laughs> I'm not one of the trail of her. No, let's, let's stop. This is not like a TMZ style show. <laughs> well, we had a project called Venus Kincaid at Fox, uh-huh. and it went through a number of different. Uh, writers some some writers that are that are um still doing big things today mm. um and then um i think Halle Berry i don't know if she was officially attached i know this is one of the people that was circling it but there was all kinds of people attached to yeah. Venus Kincaid and i can't even remember it was like a little girl kind of yeah she was like it was kind of like um what's the movie with um freaky friday uh. but an action movie version of Freaky Friday. Okay, that's okay. kind of like a little body switch. Yeah, yeah, like a like a 
a grown woman in a little girl's body. Okay, who's, got it. Who's, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> we did an animated short, and it was just originally meant to be like a That's right. two minutes. Uh-huh. And then Fox was like, oh, this could be a movie. We were like, okay. Yeah. And like, yes, it can. Yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Let's do this. <laughs> I, I'm up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and it's interesting because it, at that time it was kind of like animation gold rush. Oh man, that was like, like the that was like before the uh, dot com the dot com implosion. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's so, when you had like Icebox. And right. Undercover Brother had mm-hmm. sold. Right. Undercover Brother had sold like maybe like six months before ours. Uh huh. I think right. or was it a year or something like that? But it was like really right right on the heels where webisodes. Everybody right. was looking at webisodes, doing webisodes, snapping up webisodes, and that was a fun period. And I don't know why. If I, I don't know why people have kind of abandoned that. It's like you, they put millions of dollars into it, but you didn't really need to right. put millions of dollars into it. And, I mean, it wasn't hundreds of millions of dollars. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It millions of dollars. You yeah. can really create some cool content Well, like that the way. Stan Lee stuff. And, yeah. Uh, but, now, but nowadays, uh, that shouldn't be abandoned, and that's something that I want to revisit is because the only barrier between you getting things out into the public is – your time and your yeah. your sweat and your and your you know commitment you True. know and you can so that that's one good thing that 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 era brought is like it's democratic you mm-hmm. can anybody can post something on the internet and yeah. and you're you're competing with the, in yeah. the same space and there were some really good things like mm-hmm. even some of the things that never got picked up or got wider like just little animations yeah remember stain boy from I, Tim Burton. Oh yeah, I do. That actually. was good. Yeah, and there was something. Was it? I want to say Joe. It was almost all triangles. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they just animated this whole kind of like, you know, kind of spy sequences yeah, yeah. with the guy, and it, he was it was triangles. He was a triangle, like was a every, simple animation. So. Well, there's still people. Smart. I know Lashawn Thomas came from that era. He's yeah. doing big things now. Yeah. And. Um, they have uh, there is um, oh gosh there there was a uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the the webisode that went that went big, but the um, there's a couple of them now that are still that are that I see kids they still watch and, and really s- of Salad okay. Fingers what's his name Salad. have you ever heard of that <laughs> no. look it up it's okay. it's very disturbing it's very. <laughs> 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 I, I want to say I know that I, I think I think I have the name right. Okay, look it up. Interesting. So it reminds me. Yeah, of yeah when did you... I have it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Webisode okay. series. There it is. All right. See, I wasn't. I'm not crazy. See, kids, yeah. <laughs> don't say we don't give you shit. Yeah. Okay, we give you. We give you <laughs> fucking hot disturbia. Yeah. Via Jeremy Love. I missed that era though. Disturbing animations. Yeah. yeah. I'll get a disturbing animation for you. Okay. Uh, animated series. Yeah. If you ever want to see it. We can't, you will never win this game, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Start it. <laughs> um Frisky Dingo. Did you ever catch oh, Frisky Dingo? I've heard of it. I need oh, to watch man. it. Yeah. It is just bizarre. Insane. Yeah. I mean, it's the the and the animation is just yeah, retarded. Well, in the hip hop world, I remember at that time the hip hop world was like they were really trying to bridge that gap, right? It was mm. like all every artist had some kind of they wanted like a to be attached to a webisode or they wanted to do something or it. It was a it was a, a weird time. Yeah, and then it just kind of went away. 
Yeah, we were coming yeah. out of the thing where it's like, okay, everyone was seeing the creativity that was going on, yeah. and then there was, you know, these digital entertainment companies that were the first version, you know, prior 1.0. 1.0, yeah, exactly, yeah. that everyone was excited well, about. Yeah, and that's, a, that's interesting because now you have Netflix, Hulu, and yeah. all that. You have, like, yeah. official companies, and yeah. a lot of this stuff could have lived on there easily. Could yeah. have lived on those... And, I film. Yeah. Remember I, I film, film Icebox, yeah. Icebox, Stanley Media. Yeah, Den. Yeah, it was just Den uh, was like a big one. Yeah. We we were meeting at Den. We were yeah. like, okay, and, and, we're gonna do off, some shit. They we were did, like we had out some of business at, six weeks yeah. later. Well, we had some meeting at some of these offices, and uh-huh. these offices were like plush, plush. They were yeah. like it put Google to shame. I was like, wow. Yeah. You go in the office, you think. Oh, this company's gonna be around for a while, mm-hmm. and no, yeah. that's not. No. Maybe that office was part of the reason. <laughs> Could have lasted like six more months without exactly. That. <laughs> but it's very cool because, I mean, that led off into you doing more comics yep. and you know, kind of, you know, I, I imagine having a little more control over the production. Exactly. Well, then that's that's what I love about doing graphic novels and comics is. It's create it's true creative freedom, especially when you do creator own stuff and things that you and things that you uh um uh, are you are the controller and owner of. Mm-hmm. Which um I would love to only do that, you know. Yeah. You know, economics means that sometimes you have to do work for higher stuff. But sure. it would be paradise to be like a Stephen King who like every year comes out with like two Mm-hmm. Create your own books and two or three create your own books and things like that. That would be paradise, right? There's a few people that do that. More mm-hmm. like the Daniel Close and the and the kind of like the yeah. the literary graphic novelists are able to pull that off. The Love and Rockets guys, yeah, yeah. the Hernandez brothers and things like that. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I mean, and and actually, to be honest with you, that was. That was part of my falling in love with comics oh, was yeah. like non superhero stuff. Oh man. That just was like but someone that... is doing their vision totally unadulterated and it can be as small or as large. It doesn't it's possible. It's, this, this is not a movie pitch, you know. But if you look at that stuff like now something that somebody wants to say. Exactly. You look at some of that the like the the um loving rockets and stray bullets and right. that stuff is still like really really good and you don't feel embarrassed for liking it in the 90s like oh this is what i was <laughs> reading right <laughs> some stuff you like oh yeah. Yeah. that's very 90s that's like right. and you kind of like slide it away like ooh yeah. but um that that the, the love loving rockets and and even like ninja turtles mm-hmm. that stuff is like it it's it has a timeless quality to it i mean it 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 is a labor of love i think you can tell and there is a difference when someone really puts their emotion and their background and their creativity into their That's work cool. and uh, we're in the house where you know yeah you might run into Gilbert Hernandez doing a yeah. signing at Meltdown Comics you know that's 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 what goes down here so. well that's what i love about meltdown too is mm-hmm. it, it, it you can it caters to everyone. We might him, we might get Jeremy Love to come down oh, here and do a signing. Well, you know, I, when I got these new books coming out, and when it comes time to to announce those and to do it, I really hope I would love it. That'll be my dream to have. A, I've never had a meltdown signing. Okay, well, we got to rectify that. And that'll be like a, a bucket list cross off. My there favorite comic store. Yeah, signing at my favorite comic store. 
Okay, consider it done. Yeah. We're ready because what's great about, I mean, I'm sure, you know, people do come to you, but by you, um, for all those who are not familiar, is, you know, ha- is kind of as far away from hip hop, you know. Um, well, it's like, a, I don't know. But I mean, but it's contemporary. It, it's, it's, it's not, not contemporary. contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. It would be more like the foundations of yeah like jazz Jazz and blues yeah exactly it's blues yeah if there's one music genre that value is is blues right so it's it's something that what now what pushed you in that direction i'm sure it was internal oh man well and and funny enough like bayou the one of the one of the incarnations of bayou was like contemporary south yeah and like the dungeon family and like organized noise and all that stuff was in my head all that stuff was in my head as i was draw as i was uh creating by you i just didn't use it i didn't overtly put it on the paper but you know outcast was this was the soundtrack even when i was working on a book that was set in 1933 uh, uh 1933 mississippi but i had various i always wanted to do something that was um like an epic set in the south and i knew it, i knew it when i wanted it to be supernatural and I knew I wanted to incorporate things from my family. Uh, we, uh, my family comes from North Carolina. I wanted to incorporate family history with y'all Amer- are y'all are from North Carolina, yeah, huh? Yeah, uh, Green. I was born in Burlington. Okay. Yep. And um, people are gonna think this is like a North, North Carolina centric show. show. Yeah, because you just keep having people. <laughs> I don't consider my I don't consider myself a, a a Southerner, and that's it right there. Yep. And especially that song, you know, mm-hmm. that's like by you right there, right? You can just—I was in Atlanta when this came yeah. out. I was in Atlanta when this dropped. And this was yes. just a showstopper. Yeah. That and you My know, as you get older, that yeah. that album, Atlians, gets better and better. To me, as I get older, right. I appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, and the fact that I'm not a Southerner, I think informs by you because I. Growing up, we went back to visit. Mm. Um, on the way back to visit, my dad used to play these like old uh, blues tapes, you know, the white tapes. Okay. So you know, they weren't yeah, very good. Wow. Record. And he used to play them on the car. And it, it yeah. sounded kind of kind of ethereal, kind of magical. Sure. And it was like, you know, so my view of the South was always like one step removed from actual experience. So I got to like imagine right. certain things. I think that informs the book by you along with the family history, along with American folklore, along with connecting African-American myth with African myth, like the Br'er Rabbit stuff. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what Bayou is, um, it, I use uh, the Joel Chandler Harris myths of Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby and and the Uncle Remus tales, which are basically um, analogs for the African folk tales like Anansi the Spider. And, you know, I that's the... And I marry that with American myth, Southern history, and um, that's what Bayou is. It's kind of like a, a gumbo of all that stuff. That's dope. I mean, that is a really poignant way to describe it and very visual way. Um, so if you guys are looking for Bayou Volume 1, you can probably get it on Amazon. I think by, I think it's... I think Volume one is like you can only buy it for like aftermarket prices. Okay, okay. Is the it like fifty dollars or something? Yeah, I know. Someone, <laughs> someone was angry about that. Okay, oh, um, it was like some $50, of it, the yeah. first, the first chapter was is published available. by DC. Published originally, originally by DC Comics. Yes, 
Um, I have a new publisher now. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. It will be coming out. It Got will it. be amazing. The story will be finished. I think they're going to announce it at San Diego Comic-Con, so nice. it's just going to wait. Stay tuned. It, yeah, stay tuned. But I'm excited because I'm working on it again and I'm finishing it. So, um, and and that book has taken me so far. I'm speaking, I've spoke at like everywhere from like Dartmouth College to the uh, University of South Carolina. I was just at UC Santa Cruz. And, you know, it, it touched a lot of people. And I'm, and I'm always like blown away by that because you know how you know how it is you write something yeah you don't know how people are going to react to it it's and, powerful uh, mm-hmm. i mean especially when you're dealing with like you said the imagination yeah um because for so long i think the black folks really using their imagination has been kind of discouraged tamped down mm-hmm. or just very narrowly channeled exactly you know into one of a few outlets yeah and what um, you and you know Mark and Mike and you know just visual artists are able to do is yeah. kind of just bring that. You well, we've been able to do something that the only other black artists that have been able to do that are like your Toni Morrison's and right. your Octavia Butler's right. in the literary world. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they're still they're coming around, um, and I'm not one. I hate it when people say. There's too many gangster movies, too many slavery movies. I, I I don't I don't buy that because I think it's um it's it's only my it's my duty to to treat every artist piece of work as an individual statement. And you know, as a, as black artists, we always right. get we are we always get lumped in with whatever black came out mm-hmm. in the past like <laughs> six months instead of having the There's a quota. Yeah, exactly. We don't have the freedom. We don't have the luxury of individuality like you know every slave everything that even mentions slavery will be judged against 12 years of slave or mm. this and that but if you were to come out with a western mm-hmm. or a superhero movie right you would fans would demand that you judge this movie on its merits and its merits alone and not in the context of everything else that is coming that came out I think that was a ramble. That was like a, a big old <laughs> That's diversion. Do, that was a big digression. <laughs> hey, man. we almost I even st- forgot what we were talking about. I <laughs> almost started calling this podcast Fuck Your Podcast because <laughs> one, of our, one of our guests, Lil Bro, Chase Conley. Yeah. Who is an illustrator? Oh, he's I don't, dope. You know, you know, Jason. Yeah, okay, man, he's dope. Um, makes me want to stop drawing. <laughs> he came in and um, and that was that was his signature line. Fuck your podcast, and that's really how I feel because so many times we're just focused on communicating in a certain type of way, yep. and like you're just encouraged to just kind of like shut up and sell, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or, or don't distract from the message or well, you know, know, hurry up and buy. Exactly, yeah. Or even like, you know, go ahead and give us a long biography. We're not here for that. No, no, no. And I think um, you talk about Chase Connolly and mm-hmm. people like David Walker, people like there's a lot of like black female artists uh, right. in the comic. I Afua, mean, Afua Richardson. Afua Richardson, Shauna Mills. Show, yeah. Jeez, uh, I mean, and it's like, it's almost like, it's like a, on the cusp of a renaissance. And I would encourage, you know, all the publishers to invest, you know what I mean? Buy yeah. in early. Yeah. Because some of these people, 
are too good for comics. I know that's bad, huh? <laughs> it's just too talented. You know, it's a, it's a lot to of, be limited. Exactly. I to mean, be, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how um, Rodriguez recognized Frank Miller. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he said, you know what? Fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, why are you? You're 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 directing, directing my movie exactly. Sin City is as well directed as any Hollywood movie right. on paper. Exactly. It's all there. <laughs> it's There's 100% no Robert there. Rodriguez is smart enough to know I could take credit for for a Sin City yes. movie. Yes. But all I'm doing yes. is filming what was on the page. Exactly. Yeah. But we're I think we're on the cusp of like Negative we space. not even on the all cusp. Right. But what's going on right now is exciting because you got so many talented talented. Uh, african-american and i know I, I we i always talk about black people but we there's other um there's people of other races and ethnicities that are sure. doing things but like yeah just we for, the, just for yeah. simplicity's sake yeah. you know we it's like we all get grouped together so hey i want to be grouped i want to be grouped with these with the cats that are coming up now because they're they it's it's so much talent and so many people out there that are doing good things and people you don't even know that i know now that you're going to know in like six more months I'm like, yeah, wait, wait till you see this guy. Wait till you see that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just so many. And like right now, it's like you ref- we're refusing it to be denied because the quality is there, and you just can't deny it. That's well said. That's uh, that's incredibly well said. There's no there's no ghettoizing. No way. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the the fucking the strength and uh, the will. Well, like you look you, you look at. Uh, Trill League mm-hmm. you put that against any comic out right now like, that's what I was on. telling like, them seriously he, but, you know they you were telling me how much hate they were getting ah man which I'm sure yeah. you got you probably got hate well, back in the day too here's the thing about, your company was called Ghetto yeah, yeah, Sake yeah, exactly nobody wanted to hear no, that no. you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghetto you know there well, there is no Ghetto right no. Jeremy it doesn't no. exist yeah, yeah exactly you can't mention it like shh but, <laughs> but you know we, when you come from an honest place yeah it's it automatically has more. It's got you could tell when something's got spirit behind it when it got like right. a, when it's got like a, a motion behind it. Yeah, but that's what that's. It, a, that's a I, I don't even saying. understand that, but I'm yeah. like okay, and we keep talking about Chase Conley. But that's a good. Yeah. He's getting hate, but it's like technically everything is where it's supposed to be. Right. You cannot. You can't criticize that work on a technical level. Oh no, because the anatomy's straight. Yeah. The angles are straight. The layout is straight. What are you going to What are you going to criticize it on? Exactly. You, you just he, don't like it. Yeah. And he works with Anthony Piper, is the creator of the book. Yeah, yeah. He is cool because they got together just through the internet. They yeah. didn't They didn't know each other or anything um, beyond that. But they got together, kindred spirits, collaborated, joined forces, and they're doing something, and they're connected. To yep. Mark and Mike from animation and, she, yeah. and working at the same studios yeah. and you know so you got you got you got all these artists that are like unquestionably skilled like they know art you know they got the chops they got the training they got the so you you can't let's stop that right now so there's no need for affirmative action because they're just as good yeah. as anybody but you, else but that that's yeah. an interesting thing and when that's what they're saying and maybe you could speak to this maybe yeah. we'll just move on no but um <laughs> what uh was a thing for them is the 
negative feedback they were getting was not from like the mainstream from people. Black, yeah. It was from black folk yeah. who were like, "Oh, this is not respectable." You know, and respectability politics. Exactly. I hate that. That's yeah. that's my pet peeve: respectability politics. I told you earlier before. I will never say there's. I I will look at all the gangster shit that you got. You just bring it to him as long as it's is quality. Like I said, I as an artist, I give other artists the courtesy that I want to be given. That mm-hmm. means I'm going to judge your work strictly on the individual merit. Of it. Right. If it's good, it's good. The genre doesn't matter. Right. What you want to do doesn't matter. I'm not going to have to. You shouldn't have to think about what the last ten guys did before you come out with what you have. What what you have to say. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's it, there's enough out there right now to where you really can't make that argument. So it's not like everything. Yeah, you playing music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just no. I'm just this is just a soundtrack. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's, it's so 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 it it can't you can't you can't. Um, and how am I going to say this delicately? Uh, don't say <laughs> shit delicately, man. I told you, man. We're reckless out in this bitch. <laughs> no, but, you know, Fuck it's that. it's one of my, it's a pet peeve of mine because I've, I've felt it before, even with Bayou. Oh, why you always got to show black people uh, as, down, Bayou? as downtrodden? <sighs> well, I mean, what do you, what, I, I just want to know what, what do they want to see? Yeah. Does everybody got to be the Huxtables or? Yeah. They write, well, the like, Huxtables ain't so wholesome right now. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, old Cliffy. Yeah, you know? or even the concept of we just need another black superhero. And I'm like, do we no. have more spotting in the house? Is the spot? Are we out of spotting? No, we got more spotting. Uh, just mouth, mouth starting to get dry. That's yeah. all, y'all. Yeah, we we just sipping. We sipping. <laughs> no, but what was I saying? Superhero. Yeah, you know the the the. the Everybody's caught up on a superhero, but I'm just caught up on characters and things like that. Um, uh, and the more, the better. That's what I got to say. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that I could see a lot of people giving you kudos for doing something that kind of speaks to the soundtrack of jazz. Yeah. And takes a period piece. No, but I got my share. It's intellectual. Of, well, well you I, got my, I got my share. Why? 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 Why black people? Why we gotta forget? And I'm, my thing is like this is like this comic book is set in like the era where there's millions of people living that were alive to experience that. It's not like I'm talking about something that is so far in the past that it needs to be forgotten. You know, it's and, and it's, that that is the <laughs> thing that that is is eye opening because uh, you know I heard certain reactions when people were talking about the new John Legend executive produced yeah. show uh, Underground. Yeah. And people were saying I am not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch anything on slavery. Yeah. We've just already seen 12 Years a Slave and da 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 da. And it's like we, I'm got, not, we got whole channels yeah. devoted to World War II right. documentaries that right. play them on an endless loop. Right. <laughs> and that lasted for five years. Exactly, and we that, can't talk about something right. that lasted for four hundred uh, in its purest form. Another hundred de facto. We can't talk about that once a year. <laughs> it's really interesting because uh, you know I think that more than anything is a huge cultural blind spot because, as we know from listening, we were sharing in the car right on the way over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Hardcore History yeah. is a podcast that um, I geek out on. Yeah, big time. And fucking Hardcore History, you know, goes in, and what you learn from those lessons is constantly applicable to situations that you see currently. Well, that's why we study history in the first place. Yeah, that's it's why you study. Because it's relevant. And it, Human yeah, nature yeah, does exactly. not change. Human nature, you know can evolve mm-hmm. but it's more or less a constant and well and what one thing that i found funny now is the reverence given to cer- certain hip-hop artists now they were saying the same thing about them mm. when they were in their heydays now they they're giving rep now the same people are, are are revering these same artists because time remove time makes every makes you nostalgic for everything right so maybe that they need to take those lessons when they start to criticize um work that that comes out today my the philosophy that i go by and i think that you always be safe if you just respect someone's individuality mm-hmm. judge it on its own merits right you know it's it's it judge each artist on his own individual merits that's the fairest thing you can do yeah and that's the i mean who's gonna argue with that I mean, someone will try. Someone will try. <laughs> so what brings you down to L.A.? Tell us about that. I'm at WonderCon. Uh-huh. I got a panel um, where I'm going to be discussing Bayou with the um, the Comics Arts Festival. So we're, I'm going to have like more of an academic discussion of Bayou. Everything from the themes, the inspiration, to down to sequential arts um, uh, choices and and the technical things like that. It's pretty okay. cool to actually nice. break apart your work like that yeah. and really discuss it on the intellectual, on more of an academic, not intellectual, more of an academic, uh, on an academic space. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I love doing that. I love that too. I mean, I had the opportunity to go to Brown mm-hmm. and talk about animation yeah. and writing for animation. Um, like, when you get in those certain, you know, environments oh, yeah. where... You know, shit. People are elevating. You know. Oh yeah, it's not about the money anymore. It's not about media. It's not yeah. about economics anymore. Exactly. They really, they really. I talk to students, and and tomorrow we're talking to um, uh, like um, on this panel. You talk to people who just want to know the process, mm-hmm. or just interested in how you came up with things like that. Right. It's not about the industry. Right. Or it's not about the economics behind it, mm-hmm. and that's fun. It's fun to talk about. It. Like I wish it could be like that all the time. That's what's up. All right, so um, this pod will be airing after your appearance, but um, uh, it is uh, something that's cool. If anyone is down for WonderCon um, in LA, definitely be able to hear. You know, uh, you know, one of the artists who's um, and writers who's uh, being featured on the Saturday lineup. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so this would be your kind of your WonderCon um, trip home post <laughs> post podcast. Uh, your post Wonder yeah. WonderCon podcast. podcast yeah. yeah, I mean it is interesting to see downtown LA kind of kind of blowing up and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So you know it's it, not going to be here next year, right? It's going to be back in Anaheim. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's a drag. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we had it for a minute. Yeah, you had. <laughs> you got to come down. Day. Yeah, there's um actually um. Stanley's Kamikaze okay. is uh, has an alliance with Meltdown. Okay, so and that is a great show. What, when's like, that? That was so much fun. It was like uh, October, I believe, okay. last year, 
and um, I think it'll be this coming October. It's really just fun show. Kind of reminds me of Artist Alley, mm-hmm. San Diego, yep. like in the late nineties, yeah. early aughts. Yeah, you yeah. know, before it, everything got yeah, when we out of control. Fun, yeah, yeah. Right, that's another thing. We yeah. San Diego was so fun back then. It was mm-hmm. such a, it was just a different show, right? Yeah. And with Jim Mafood, yeah, I used to look and, for, and Scott used, Morris yeah. having the parties. I used to look, we used to, we used to look forward. I used to look forward to that in a different way. Yeah. Now it's become like Hollywood. Oh gosh, it's like a, it's like a beast that wouldn't die, but you still have to feed it every. Uh, it's like the Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> you have to just feed the beast every once in a while. Oh, you good? You good? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have their own opinions of, you know, the evolution of San Diego Comic-Con. It's just different. Not saying worse. It's just different. It's just something. It's it's definitely a great platform for people to promote around. But as we were coming of age, it was like, that was like a meeting spot. You got to meet. You got to, we got to powwow, rejuvenate for the next year. Drink and draw. Yeah, it was, yeah. (laughs) I almost think of that, and I got a bunch, we have a, like a lot of my circle of friends um, during those late 90s, early 2000s, and they've all gone on to do like amazing things. Some of them are like executives, editors, artists, writers, but that was kind of like our college days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It's like exactly. Our, it was kind of like the, the, you know, the years where we kind of grew up and now we're like yeah. grown people. There we're still is. doing things. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like it's a good. lot less, yeah, because yeah. we, you know, staying up late and doing it, it was just fun. It was just like, we used to, it was just, it was nerd spring break. It was <laughs> really, for real, yeah. for real. And it was like, there was no, like, I went to a Comic-Con party re- relatively recently, like yeah. the last five years, and it was like, it was like Playboy or something. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think right? I was with you on that. One. Uh, was I? Yeah, we were together. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was upstairs up, on okay. the roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a hell of a party. They it were was. printing out T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was the boxing ring with playmates. But that was boxing. not how early no, Comic no, no, Con no, 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 no. was. No, early Comic Con did not have yeah. dance. Did not have boxing playmates. Yeah, in the <laughs> boxing a zip line. Oh and, man. Uh, full bar no it was much it more. used to be like we're getting together but, at this you know, bar yeah we'll, and we'll probably play some tribe called quest yeah, yeah exactly and you know there and might be some at the hyatt mm-hmm. and you'll yeah it was that was like that's like the college days yeah, yeah. so um so so now talk talk a little bit about northern california for people who aren't aware like you know how how your environment up there has really kind of contributed to the things that interest you as an artist and you know what you see oh yeah well culturally you just have so many creative people Mm. in northern california and slightly different vibe of creative people than you do in southern california Mm. you know it's still you're still recovering from the hippie age as far as hip-hop goes the hip-hop is very very specific right and um Sacramento and in Oakland, you know, you have like your E forties, your two shorts, your, your Mac Mall. Mac Mall. He's from Sacramento actually. Uh is you, he? Yeah. I didn't know. He's that. not from he's from Sacramento. Okay. Uh what's his uh Mozzie is the new guy in Sacramento. Oh, okay. Now. And mm. you can look him up. Okay. Maybe you can play some of his stuff. How do you spell that? M O Z Z Y. 
that's the guy everybody's listening to in Sacramento now. He's a Sacramento rapper. Um, but Bay Area hip-hop is really specific. Right. You you cannot deny it when you hear it. You yeah. know it when you hear it. Exactly. You, you, uh, um, uh, and I just, I grew up with that. Hmm. And so I don't know how it actually infuses into my work, but I do know it's always on. Right. And it it kind of gives you an edge. It so you're still, you that, that you're still on that. You're still on that. You're I'm still, still on, on that shit. Too short. You yeah. Still, <laughs> I'm still you on still that. still get yeah. ignorant. Yeah, yeah, I still get uh, no. Uh, he's a, he's back, a respectable it, it gentleman. It used to be hyphy. Yeah, like hyphy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like the, <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. This is Mozzie. It's raw. Yeah. Ba- Th- this Bay might Area. be his smoothed out cut. Yeah. This is featuring June. Yeah. He got that voice. Yeah. He got that voice. <laughs> you know where he's from, right? Immediately. You can place his region. <laughs> Man, I was so on because when I was in at, at college, most of my friends were from the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. So I got... A yeah. lot of barrier slang. Oh, yeah, oh a lot yeah. Of barrier music. Yep. And heavy rotation. Yeah, well, Sacramento is just yeah. it's just an extension of that. Right. Yeah, it's exactly. Just an extension of That's dope. the Bay Area That's stuff. Dope. That's dope. That's you kind of have your it's own. It's a culture. Yeah. Off. It's like a whole. Yeah. Sometimes it's so insular that other places yeah. can't. And they never get with it. They, they never yeah. click with. It's like Selly Cell yeah, exactly. was one of the artists yeah. who I fuck with heavy. Yeah, yeah. And nobody, nobody. else was nobody. like. Selly yeah. Cell, was he Sacramento? I know Sebo was Sacramento. Sebo, the ball head yeah, motherfucking yeah, nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know. But for Birds some, in the kitchen. Well, I know, I'm oh, ask, my goodness. I know you're the host, but I just always wonder why. Bay Area hip hop never exploded like Atlanta, like right. South, like Florida, like because they don't want it. Exactly, I think they don't want it no. too. Yeah, I they think don't give a rat's so, ass. Yeah, it's so raw. It's so unapologetic. It's so anti-mainstream. Right. Even though this is nice. Yeah, that's a nice cut. He has one called Blah Da Da. That's the. <laughs> it's called Blah Da Da. Look it up. That's the big one. Okay. All right, yeah. All right. We're going back to Mozzie. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. All, I'm back to my Sebo. Yeah. Are you but, gonna, uh, oh, you was about to. Yeah. No. C-bo. But if you listen to a Sebo cut, like thirty people might be murdered on the track. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> by, by the time you get to the end, we might have the FBI knocking on the door, <laughs> looking for you. If this was live. Right. <laughs> um. Let's go back to Mozzie. Yeah. What What's the name of the cut? It's Blah Da Da. B L A D A D A. B L A D A. There it is. Okay. I mean, this is a community service that we do for exactly. y'all. Exactly. You know if what I mean? If don't you, know what's yeah. going on in Sacramento. I mean, you, you, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> you you think that, you know, maybe Spotify can do this for you? No. Yeah, no. You know. <laughs> this, you're not finding this well, on how Beach would you, One Radio. How would you know? I mean, look at this guy's album cover right here i mean that's right that's so not commercial <laughs> what is that that's like an ak-74 what is that it's like right, a right. very specific uh, assault rifle yeah. with i don't know how it happened but blood is dripping from the assault rifle this is all metaphorical yeah. blood i believe <laughs> this, this is this is him murdering cats on the track that's not going to be on mtv yeah. there you go <laughs> Turn us up, Mace. Can you turn us up? You feeling it? <laughs> Everyone gonna, gonna be like, "What was yeah. that?" 
them bitches though. Can't win the spunky, so I had to let them niggas go. Living grounds critical, flocking at your physical. What you think? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Dude, he's not. He he's very thorough. Yeah, he's very thorough. And it's funny. That's why I was talking about the Trill League, like. At this point, like, it ain't really about, like, there was this whole movement or this whole shit about keeping it real. Like, when you're rapping about shit at yeah. this point, like, that's not necessary. That's there anymore. That, yeah, Drake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, he, he's, he can rap about anything. Yeah. Exactly. I, I saw this um, I saw this clip of the, the young guy who supposedly uh, wrote, wrote for Drake. And um, I guess, like... Uh, I guess Meek Mill people caught up to him uh-huh. and, and 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 like ran up on him in in uh, Foot Locker and you know that's like the worst beef ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the guy. This guy had nothing to do with the yeah, beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just happened to be the talented <laughs> one to, to write, write the music. Yeah. Right. He's like, hey, I'm just getting paid. <laughs> yeah, and he gets punched in the face. You know, at, on Wilshire. Yeah. Okay. At, at, <laughs> He's oh, on Wilshire. Wilshire. Oh, okay, Wilshire. right. Yeah. They're, they're bringing, like, uh, you know, West Philly beef <laughs> to, to Wilshire. To Wilshire. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and he's like, man, I bled in Foot Locker <laughs> over my nights. <laughs> I bled in Foot Locker. But he said, you know what? I'm not a tough guy. No. I'm not I here for fight. that shit. I write lyrics. I'm from Gwinnett County. I'm a suburban kid. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a different, you know. But then again, the guys who punch yeah. him in the face, what, what? What credibility do you get yeah, from knocking that's out what the he suburban said. I'm kid? Like, I'm not here for the street <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. I, and, and you could see it was clear he yeah. did not want any problems. Oh, I don't like, want it. Yeah, he, he was like, I don't want it, but I do want to keep providing yeah, for my right, daughter. Exactly. And like, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a young cat getting it. What you know? And he so he he didn't. Well, you like, at, he doesn't. That doesn't make me any less of a man. Well, you look you at know some what of I mean? the, like, I'm not catching out here yeah. catching bodies. So you know, if Mozzie is catching bodies, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> it won't be for long. Oh man, yeah, he, but, he gets yeah, exactly. yeah, right. It won't be for, <laughs> won't long. Be for long. But you know, if he's doing poetry, you know, you got a chance got to a chance. have a, a Rick Ross career. Like, like I said, yeah. it's like individual. Exactly. Is you got to judge the artist by his individual, and if it's dope, it's yeah. dope. You can't really say anything about it. And, to the yeah, I put you on to something today, didn't I? <laughs> I miss the bay. I, I won't lie. I, I mean, yeah. I miss, I miss, I miss Nor- NorCal music. Yeah. Because the last one I think I was up was like, um, man, I'm about to date myself, but uh, it was like the Federation. Oh yeah. And yeah. the cats who were coming out of Federation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that was around the hyphy movement, yeah, hyphy, you know, yeah, hyphy yeah, movement yeah. time. 06, so I'm really not 06, up yeah, on yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know the, the yeah. anything after no. that. Yeah, and, well, I just love the one thing. It's unapologetic. Yeah, that's like that's a true artist statement. Yeah, because it's like you know they're still you know they still making. Yeah. I talked to a couple of them. It's like I make music for drug dealers <laughs> yeah, I'm like alright man it's crazy. Yo, the power of conviction you know? <laughs> I was in the studio one time right. with, with, and I was like no we were talking about some album cover stuff some okay. art stuff he was like nice. no 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 he was talking to one of his guys about mm-hmm. he was arguing with one of like business guys about putting yeah. something on the, the album cover that would mm-hmm. That you can that you could put in like in in in, in whatever the record story is like nah this I music don't. is for drug dealers and I want the cover to say that and I want them to know when they picking up this I want them to know who it's for and everything yeah. Like that. Yeah. I'm like hey 
All right. Yeah, yeah, all right then. I'll just kick back. <laughs> well, and and that's probably why, you know, Northern California yeah. hip hop is yeah, insular. Regional. Right. You know, right. never really blew up to the mainstream. Yeah. On yeah. a big level. You know, you got song here, song there. Yeah. But nothing really mm-hmm. nothing really exploding. Well, now we fucking we put you yeah, on blah da da. Come on. We put you on Mozzie. Mozzie. <laughs> Stop fronting on my man. They're not playing this in LA? <laughs> I haven't heard this. No. <laughs> I mean, we, we barely um, got like tooted and booted. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was like one of the few things to break through. Yeah, 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 yeah. YG. Well, I think there's, there might be. Is there a barrier? Is that is that is Southern is SoCal? Like, nah, we not. We. I mean, I think a lot of you know the kind of mainstream outlets are kind of clinging, you know, yeah. clinging on to whatever they can, so they're clinging on to the most popular thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's really looking for those outlets to break new music nah, anymore yeah. because that's yeah. n- not what they do best. Well, the, ki- the kids, yeah. the kids today, they radio. They, I don't even know if they listen to the radio. Yeah, they make their own radio yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I will say I've been listening to Beats 1. Shout out to Apple. Um, Maybe, you know, we yeah. can, you know, get a sponsorship. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get some headphones. Yeah, Dre, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you holler at Dre for us? Yeah, let's All get right. to it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put an email into him. You, put, my a, you put an email into yeah, him. We, 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 we got peoples. Yeah. We got peoples. <laughs> Really, on this show, we enjoy talking to people about yourself, about shit that, you know, is totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you will be on another outlet where you talk about Mozzie talk about and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> We so. didn't even know. How do we know that this conversation would drift from Bayou right. to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it had to. It had to. It had to. I mean, we could, we could get into other shit. I mean, it's funny because we have so many... Back to the North Carolina connection. Yeah. We had a okay, so we had Chase come on, and uh, he was talking about North Carolina being from. Uh, oh man, I'm about to. Uh, he's he's from the big city. I think Greensboro. Charlotte. Oh, Greensboro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Greensboro. yeah. See, that's, I'm right. I'm right there. Burlington. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Burlington, Greensboro. And, okay. Uh, right next to each other. And um, then uh, he he also mentioned like all the artists that had come out of that area yeah, you know yeah. and kind of all the creativity and then we happen to talk to mess right he's from carolina from, yeah who's from raleigh raleigh yeah, yeah. A big big the yeah city. and and so they're doing stuff and then we had mk asante who um has his novel out buck which yeah. is a memoir about his streets growing up in philly but he lives in um, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. <laughs> so, so what's up with all this yeah, North Carolina it's connection? Like, it's like all this, yeah. all this energy now. I got the most out. tenuous one. Yeah. Well, my family, my family's well, there. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Let, yeah. I believe there's something to uh, genetic memory. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, well, you got the photo albums, DNA, you got yeah. the the conversations. Talk about you. I mean, because you, your family, you know, is I mean, y'all. I mean. 
kind of have a Wayans-esque, yeah, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, without the <laughs> No, no, no. No, you I, know, I, I understand. Turning left. There's a lot of know? us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a whole lot of you us. Gotta, you got to really just, you know, talk about that for a minute. Well, I got like and, and nine, I got was eight, like I got eight brothers and sisters. And wow. I'm like the second to the youngest. I got a younger, sis, younger sister. So, you know, just imagine how crazy growing up. How many like sisters that. do you have? We, I got, I got to count them. That's how many. Uh-huh. Four sisters, four, four brothers. Si- four sisters, four brothers. Right. Wow. So it's five cool. boys, four girls. Oh my god. And you know, my parents, they kind of had them in like separate times. They had okay. a, the first bunch. They right. took like a break. Break. Yeah. And then they had another bunch. And so me, some of my, some of my. What are you? Are you the baby? I'm the second to the youngest. You're the yeah. second to the youngest. So I had like like my older brother that worked for Hanna Barbera, who you mm-hmm. mentioned. He never really lived with us. I just knew him right. from what he sent back. He used to send stuff, toys and things back. From his travels and things like that so um, but it did you know it was like you know you had to be tough you had to be no nonsense you always got picked on you always got you know (laughs) so it was like you know you got to have a really thick skin and sometimes that kind of informs but the other thing is we always like me and my brothers always created things we we made little comic books stapled together i remember one time we made um remember garbage pail kids we made Mm -hmm. our own version we hand drew them cut them out and put them in a package and put like a piece of gum in them when we were selling them at school. Wow. We actually made packages of like our own like nice. card line. And we right. actually sold some of those. Uh-huh. You know, ten cents. Yeah. Twenty five cents. That's a lot. Candy. They you very yeah. I used to charge twenty five cents for a Voltron rich. drawing. Wow. I used to draw Voltron okay. for kids. Nice. For a quarter. And if I could bang out three of those, I got a dollar. Four of those, I got a dollar to walk home from on the way home from school. I could stop by the store and get mm-hmm. like some candy or right. do what I you know needed to do with that. So you know, it's hustling, <laughs> you know, young Jeremy. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, hey, little Mary. Yeah, you wanted Voltron? Yeah, you want? right. <laughs> uh, I'm slanging Voltron. It's Voltron yeah. drawing. And were, were and, and like, did you share your candy or were you were you on? Some no, they had, to, they had to draw their own right. Voltrons. <laughs> I worked hard for that money. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. That was the thing, man. I mean, sh- I had three brothers, and I mean, I just can't. I mean, we had to fight for food. So, oh yeah. I mean, whoa, whoa. yeah. Did y'all even order pizza? We, no. Oh, oh yeah, we did order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesar, when Little Caesars came out, it was on because you can you get two for the price of one. Okay, and then, <laughs> and my mom was a really good cook. Okay, so that's good. Shout yeah. out to moms. Yeah, exactly, but I did have we had all kinds of stories from the South and from North Carolina, and I use a lot of that stuff. You know, and the story about my dad, um, allegedly. I say allegedly with this because I imagine that some of the stuff was. Was you know how you tell something embellished? Yeah, it happened like Over time. Well, my dad was at a train station in um, North Carolina. They were about to go back up to New York because at that time they were living in Mount Vernon, New York. Mm. My parents were, and um, the train station attendant wouldn't pay attention to him. He kept asking for a ticket, and the guy was ignoring him. It was a white guy. Finally, the guy um, puts his head out of the little booth. You know those little mm-hmm. trains, and he's like, "You got to ring the bell, boy." And my dad like punches him and is about to run, but my aunt stops him from running and he supposedly spent a week on the chain gang. Wow. For doing that. Damn. I just think that's a cool story. My dad like mm-hmm. was on the chain gang. That's right. like <laughs> that's, yeah. if I had to go to jail, right. I would rather have been like, Yeah, I served some time on the chain gang. Right. Then actually like just been in 
John yeah, Hen- yeah, John Henry shit. Just be locked up in yeah. uh, you know in, in central holding. Right. <laughs> you know your dad that. was a I, you're a big dude. Is your dad a big dude? No. Okay. The, the height comes on my mom's side. Got it. Okay. Yeah. My 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 mom's side. My mom's kind of tall for a woman, but mm-hmm. um, there's another story. But this guy was on my dad's side, and I have we have pictures. Um, my great grandfather Preston Love was North was approaching six seven six eight, mm. and he supposedly married a very small Indian woman, very short. Yeah, they were like it was like an odd couple. We got pictures of the my wow. great grandmother, and you know she's you know she's clearly uh, at least part Native American, but right. apparently he could he could pick up the grain sacks two at a time and on mm. the, you know you would have like two of them on each shoulder right he could lift up the back of a car you know how that is right so, so maybe stag- yeah exactly yeah. maybe maybe not maybe maybe he did something maybe he lifted up something that wasn't quite a car but now it's a car i don't doubt it i don't doubt it yeah i don't doubt oh it. and oh i got one more which is funny which i really don't believe this one something else had to be going on but it's such a good story that um, it's how my grandmother and grandfather um, got married, and this is—I'm telling you—this is so far back that it involves horses and buggies. Mm. So my grandmother, my grandfather was originally supposed to marry my grandmother's sister, but they were supposed to elope. So the story is, she was supposed to wait outside and sit on the porch for him to come by in his horse, horse and buggy, and they just jump on, and you were supposed to go. For some reason, she couldn't go out there, so she told my grandmother to wait out there mm-hmm. until he came by and my grandmother supposedly jumped on the card and they rolled off and got married because she was there and okay you just come on then fine <laughs> whatever there are so many logical wow. inconsistencies to that story but it's a good story and back in the day now they they probably had to avoid your great grandfather yeah exactly it was probably like a shotgun was yeah, about right. to was, was on its way out and if we have you, to go now right and this is my only chance to get married because yeah. i'm never coming back to this house ever again unless right. i have a ring on somebody's finger yeah exactly so. then then it's all good yeah. then it's all good. oh yeah you can't do that to go right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. i'm married i'm married now yeah, yeah. i was married now <laughs> i knew you would get that reference that is that is brilliant but no that i just and that like when right when i'm writing by you i'm thinking of just i'm thinking of that atmosphere and how like insane it sounds to me and how fun frankly it sounds a little bit fun if and then you know my dad used to tell me that he used to get called nigger so much that mm. he thought it was normal for white people to call you that <laughs> he didn't know that it was a problem with <laughs> with that until he joined the army he's like wait a minute you're not supposed to be called that he's like, oh i didn't know it's just mm. the guy that he was a sharecropper so the guy who owned the property used to come by nigga this nigga that nigga that, nigga that. He was yeah. like, oh, that's just wow. how things were that's crazy and so uh, um and my dad's memory of the south is like completely different from what you would imagine. I mean, he grew up in Jim Crow. Like, this mm. is like straight up Jim Crow. Right. And the way he describes it, and the way a lot of old black people describe it is so matter of fact. Yeah. And how it's kind of actually, it's kind of scary because you could, the human brain will adjust itself to any situation. So it's like, oh, oh, well, it's not as downtrodden and, and, you don't really get the feeling that he was there's like, no pity yeah exactly no pity. don't pity me don't do this yeah 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 right. this is how it was mm-hmm. and you know and i'm look, looking at him, don't you know that that's like 
<laughs> Can you imagine you trying to live under that kind of a uh, of a system? But you know, no, so that, I mean, that's 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 a it takes a incredible fortitude. Yeah, you know, in order to survive you oh, know man. but then again it's taking a second nature you yeah, know exactly. i mean it's and so well, they were survivors obviously you got yeah. people who survived that you know yeah and that's still flowing through you and, and your brothers so, uh, and your sisters so yeah, yeah dope, exactly and, and and you know it's it's part of who i am and it's definitely a part of by you it's definitely part of the book yeah i can't think of a better place to leave it, exactly man. we went from blah da da to Southern stories, to <laughs> you have covered it all. To real, yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, that's all part of um, that's all part of fucking life and culture, yeah. and 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 that's 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 what I mean. Really, my reason for doing the podcast is to be able to sit down with my friends. Yeah, <laughs> you Just know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have a good excuse. You yeah. know what I mean yeah. to yeah. to to grab a spot and. Shout out to our sponsor. Sponsor Spotting. And, and Josh for getting yeah, the spot. Yeah, shout out to Josh. He's like our advertising agent. Today. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the connect. Well, because he 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 chose what our spot sponsor was gonna be. Who yeah. knows? It could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been like Coke 45. Exactly. Thank God he didn't bring back a couple of 40s. I know. We we were in That would have been interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we've been in here with Hennessy. We've oh, been in here man. doing it. We've been in here. This would have been a, lot. a this would have been a different show if we had <laughs> Hennessy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think on chase episode we had some single malt whiskey oh, we, wow. we, yeah. we're, we're 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 going light because jeremy's a health nut no so, you know, we, we, i just i just i scarfed down what was put in front of me there it is you should have put there some hennessy is. in front of me thanks a lot though man thank you on some hip-hop shit thank you for blessing the people with some stories and um your journey so you can definitely check out Jeremy on Google, Facebook. Google yeah. me. Yep. Google. Stay tuned for for new announcements um, coming out soon on on Bayou and new projects that we have may have percolating. Yes. Boom. Thank you. Any last words? That's it. That's it. Shout outs. Shout outs. Spotting. Spotting. No. Shout outs to everybody. You <laughs> Shout know. Shout outs to spot <laughs> jeremy's wife yeah my wife was at home letting her letting him be yeah, out here exactly all on know? my own exactly yeah um shout out to my wife let me be out yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> in hollywood on friday night shout yeah. out to uh mason booker our engineer at wednesday's finest our co-host who is doing the most overseas right now but we'll be back shortly and um, shout out to MelComics.com. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legs. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers. And a special thanks to Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle, at On Some Hip Hop Shit. And that is what's up.